this is your host and welcome to Wings of Warriors. I'd just like to give an official spoiler warning for all books up until the end of Power of Three and a few super, super editions. Thank you. Hello guys, so today we'll be looking at the book Warriors the Ultimate Guide. So this is just the collection of exclusive stories um, and little character profiles on all the different cats. Not all of them. I wish they would like make an updated version of one of these so like with all the new cats from newer series anyway let's get started there were four clans that lived in a forest each clan defended a territory that best suited its hunting skills sweet-footed rabbits chases lived on the moor below broad open skies. Glossy-furred cats who were happy to get their paws wet in search of fish settled beside the river. Stalkers of mice and squirrels made their home among dense trees and tangled undergrowth. And bold, cunning cats who had a taste for frogs patrolled the marshes fringed by by brittle pine trees. But no, there were originally five clans. One clan was forced out by the other clans rudely when two when two legs took over its territory that clan the tree hunters created a home far far away in a sandy gorge and before those five clans there was a community of cats living deep in the mountains beneath an endlessly tumbling waterfall these cats had left their home beside a lake after a hard-won decision to find somewhere else to live free from black and white dogs that were too easily diverted from chasing sheep into chasing cats instead. Those four clans that lived in the forest, they ended up beside the very same lake when two legs rampaged through their territories, flattening flattening trees to make space for a new thunderpath. With their distant ancestors lost from memory, the clans believed they were the first cats to settle there, forging new paths among the trees and across the windy hills. Everywhere the cats have been, there are layers upon layers of history, some known, some long forgotten, and some discovered in the most unexpected ways, laid down by the poor steps of many generations. What shaped the lives of these these proud and noble warriors? Come, walk among them for a while, and listen to their stories. And that was the introduction, so now let's get into the actual start of the book. So, for this episode, I'll just be reading the ThunderClan section of the book because it's a pretty big book and I don't really want to um, spend heaps of time on this day, kind of break it up into a series. So, ThunderClan, Introduction to ThunderClan, Blue Star Speaks. Like all of the clans, ThunderClan has been shaped by the nature of its home by the dense forest and prey-rich thickets that lie between its boundaries. My warriors are the most skilled predators of any clan, arguable. 
able to make themselves silent and invisible in order to hunt the tiny furred and feathered creatures that live among us. They can stalk over fallen leaves and brittle twigs without making a sound, and from a standstill they can pounce with enough strength to bring down a full-grown rabbit. We are descended from the cats who are most adept at hunting beneath the trees, who are undaunted by branches blocking out the sky, and they need to fight enemies at close quarters when there was no open space in which to escape an attacker. This battling in close quarters gave us courage and confidence in our abilities to feed and defend ourselves, and we knew the forest was the right home for us. It was the warrior code that let us grow as a clan and maintain our beloved forest territory. No clan guards the code as passionately as ThunderClan. To our dying breath, we know it will protect us from injustice, cruelty, and needless battles. That's arguable, um, depending on the, the new series, or the kind of new series. Um, the Broken Code, as guessed by the, the title of the series. <laughs> The code tells us to check our boundaries daily and prohibits trespassing or hunting on another clan's territory, and we follow this most of the time. The other clans might call us cowards for avoiding constant border skirmishes, but we would fight for our territory as fiercely as any of them, just not when a more peaceful answer can be found by obeying the code that we share. When we lived in the forest beside Two Leg Place, our greatest border quarrel was with River Clan over Sunning Rocks. When, clan, when cats first came to the forest, these rocks were an island in the middle of the river, accessible only to those peculiar cats who were willing to swim to it. But the river changed its course, and the rocks were soon attached by dry land to our ThunderClan territory. The only logical conclusion was that they should be absorbed into our borders. RiverClan, those fish-eating mouse brains, how rude! insisted this was unfair and tried bitterly to reclaim Sunning Rocks. We won more of those battles than we lost, which speaks for itself. When my warriors know that they are in the right, they are in the right, they will fight like lions. But we also know what it is like to be without the boundaries of a clan. Living so close to Two-Leg Place in the forest, we met more kitty pets than the other clans and had more rogues passing through. I tried to teach my clan to treat these strangers as cats just like us before, judging them for where they were born. Compared to some of the dark-hearted warriors clawing at our borders, there are better cats who have no belief in Starkland at all. Cats can learn to follow the warrior code, but they cannot always learn to have the compassionate courage that comes from faith. Now we've got Blue Star, her profile. So these pages, these profile pages, come with pictures of the cats they're talking about. So Blue Star is there, like, crouching in some long grass and just kind of staring at, like, camera thing. She looks like she's judging me. <laughs> Leader of ThunderClan before Firestar, Bluestar was a proud and deeply committed warrior. Once known as Bluefur, her early life was scarred by tragedy. Her mother was killed during a raid on WindClan, and soon after, her sister Snowfur died on Thunderclass. 
Isolated in her grief for her own clan mates, Bluefur fell in love with a river clan warrior named Okart. But their brief relationship ended when Bluefur realized she could not be loyal to ThunderClan while her heart lay elsewhere. Unbeknownst to Bluefur, she was already expecting Oak Oakheart's kids. Bluefur paid the highest possible price for her leadership, giving up her three tiny kits in order to become deputy instead of Thistleclaw, whom she feared would destroy ThunderClan with his dark-hearted ambition. Oakheart raised Stonefur and Mistyfoot, and the, the two kits who survived in his own clan. Bluefur took her clanmates that her litter Sorry, Bluefur told her clanmates that her litter had been stolen by a starving badger and then overcame her sadness to become deputy and leader as she had hoped. When Bluestar was an apprentice, the ThunderClan medicine cat Goosefeather had delivered a prophecy to her. You'll blaze through the forest like fire, only water can destroy you. During her leadership, as ThunderClan struggled against its rivals, Bluestar looked to another source of fire the red-pelted kitty pet Frosty, to save her beloved clan. Bluestar's murderous deputy, Tigerclaw, continued to rage against ThunderClan even after becoming the leader of ShadowClan. He sent a pack of ravenous dogs to raid the camp, and Bluestar gave up her ninth life to lead the dogs over the edge of the gorge, dying for the last time in water, just as Goosefeather had foretold. StarClan showed enough mercy that Stonefur and Mistyfoot found Bluestar on RiverClan shore, and her final moments were spent making peace with her surviving children before she went to join her lost daughter Mosskit in StarClan. I like Blue Star. She had a good personality at the start of um the series when like Firestar was like an apprentice. Um I do question some of her decisions and also, she did go mad a little, like, she went a, a little bit insane uh, after a while. So, I have mixed opinions about her, but overall, she's a good cat. And, like, a good StarClan cat. She's good at, like, reading prophecies and guiding the way for younger cats. Now we're moving on to Pine Star. So his picture is just this kind of dark ginger cat. Um kind of fluffy against a dark green backdrop with green eyes and white kind of highlights like markings around his eyes and muzzle. So Pine Star was the leader of ThunderClan when Bluekit, later Blue Star, was born. He was fiercely protective of ThunderClan's borders and prey, but preferred a show of strength via patrols and words rather than actual conflict to resolve any issues. Pine Star was a calm, fair-minded leader, resigned to doing battle with RiverClan over Sunning Rocks, and confident in the abilities of his deputy Sunfall to organise the clan's daily routine. When his medicine cat Goosefeather found a sign that warned WindClan was on the verge of destroying ThunderClan, Pinestar reluctantly (laughs) agreed to take action, 
Several of his senior warriors were eager to, eager, eager to invade Wind Clan and teach them exactly what would come of stealing prey from Thunder Clan. But Pine Star knew how much this would cost his clanmates in injuries or even death. Pine Star led the attack on Wind Clan himself, and the battle turned out to be as bloody as he had feared, with the death of Blue Paw's mother, Moonflower, at the cause of a Wind Clan warrior turned medicine cat, Hawkheart. I don't like Hawkheart. Don't like any of the Hawks. Hawkheart? Hawkfrost. They're both terrible. The battle was lost, and Pine Star grew increasingly disillusioned with the violence and contrasting fra- fra- fragility of clan life. He started roaming beyond the borders of Thunder Clan, crossing into Two Leg Place and observing the easy lives of the kitty pets who didn't have to risk their lives for the sake of food and shelter. Pine Star was befriended by a kitty pet named Jake, who was intrigued by the cats in the woods and had once travelled for a while with Talltail, a warrior from Wind Clan. Pine Star started to take food from a two-leg, and gradually life outside the clan became more and more appealing. His travels couldn't stray secret for long, and he was spotted on one of his two-leg place visits by a young ThunderClan apprentice named Lionpaw. Embarrassed, Pine Star lied that he was engaged in a long battle with a kitty pet and which is pretending to be one himself in order to pass unchallenged through two leg place. But yet another invasion of Sunning Rocks by RiverClan made Pine Star realise that he could not spend his life, last life fighting for every poor step of territory and every mouthful of food. His greatest regret was leaving behind his kits with, le- with Leopard Foot, especially the little Tong Tiger Kit, who was already fierce and bold and eager to fight. Pine Star handed over leadership of his clan to Sunfall and left to live with his adopted Two-Leg. Pine Star believed he had served his clan loyally and well for eight long lives and he deserved some peace at the end. I I think that Pine Star's decision wasn't terrible and it had good reason, but still he shouldn't have left his whole clan behind and his kids, which is kind of the reason, is part of the reason Tiger Star came evil, because he was like the shame of his father and his father not being there to like kind of stop him going evil a bit. But yeah, it's good he found some peace at the end of his life. Mm. Uh, and I imagine Leopardfoot wouldn't have been thrilled by this. Yeah. Oh. Goosefeather and Featherwhisker. I think Featherwhisker was Sunfall Littermate. Goosefeather and his... I think. Sorry, I think. Actually, no, I need to... Excuse me. So, Goosefeather and Featherwhisker. The cats actually look pretty similar. There's not much difference between the two of them. They're both grey, pretty, like, skinny cats. And, um, I'm, I can't tell which one's which. 
Actually, I think goose feather is a spotted one at the back. And they're against like a kind of red and orangey backdrop. So goose feather has like speckles all over him, blue eyes and grey fur. I'm pretty sure it's goose feather. And feather whisker who's at the front has yellow eyes and like kind of tabby stripes on his face. He's also grey. Goosefeather and his apprentice Featherwhisker were medicine cats during Pinestar's leadership of ThunderClan. Goosefeather was a naturally skilled medicine cat, but by old age he became better known for his laziness and sour temper than for his organ original talents. He took a close interest in Bluefur, who would one day become Bluestar, and her sister Snowfur, because their mother Moonflower was his littermate. I'm not really sure that's the reason, because seems that he didn't really care about Moonflower by not he didn't because he didn't have much of a reaction to her death I think he was just interested in them because he's a medicine cat and he might have been able to like predict Blue Star's fate and how that she would become leader um but anyway Goosefeather had a habit of interpreting omens in the darkest way and in the end, it was his doom-laden prophecy that led to the battle with WindClan and Moonflower's death. Goosefeather interpreted the flattened fur on a wall from the fresh kill pile as a sign that WindClan would crush ThunderClan, kill all the warriors, and destroy their territory. Um, I have many doubts that that prophecy is actually a true prophecy. Strong feelings stirred up in the clan left Pinestar with no option but to attack WindClan first. A second omen, a shred of catmint on the wall's flank, was seen by Goosefeather as a warning from StarClan that they must invade the very heart of WindClan, inside their camp, and destroy their supply of herbs. It was a bold plan and ultimately disastrous, leading to death and defeat for the ThunderClan warriors. Goosefeather was un unrepentant insisting that his omens were correct. Soon after the battle with WindClan, a branch was struck by lightning and fell, burning between Bluepaw and, and a threatening fox. Rain swiftly came to extinguish the fire, and Bluepaw Blue and the woods were saved. To Goosefeather, this was a prophecy about Bluepaw herself, that she would blaze through the forest like fire, quenched only by water. Bluepaw had no in play in connect. Sorry, I can barely pronounce many of these words. Inclination to take his words seriously. Not after he had promoted his, the battle that killed her mother. Prompted, not promoted. <laughs> from that moment on, Goosefeather's mind wandered from the dedication and curiosity essential essential for a medicine cat, and his clan turned more and more to his apprentice, Featherwhisker, instead. Goosefeather retreated into a world of sinister omens and unfailing conviction that ThunderClan was on the brink of destruction. Featherwhisker took over all the medicine duties with a calmness and sense of optimism that had been missing in his mentor Goosefeather's final act of madness. Oh, wait, hang on. That had been missing in his mentor. 
Goosefeather's final act of madness was to react with horror whenever he was in the presence of Tiger Kid, Pinestar and Leopard's foot, sole remaining son. He confined to Bluefur that Tiger Kid should never have been born, and he urged Bluefur to become deputy instead of the ambitious warrior Thistleclaw, whatever it took. Whenever he interpreted omens correctly or not, Goosefeather shaped the future of ThunderClan by setting Bluefur on the course of her destiny. But she was glad to have Feather Whisker by her side in the time she received her nine lives as leader of her clan. I must say, I like Feather Whisker a lot more than Goose Feather. Feather Whisker is, is nice, he's, he's, he's good, I like his character. But Goose Feather, on the other hand, I very much question him. Um, he went a little bit mad in the end, like Blue Star. But some of his omens are arguable. Like, I very much doubt that the fur on a vole thing was actually a correct omen. But that whole... Where is it? She would... Blue Star... Blue... Blue Star would blaze through the forest like fire, quenched only by water. That sort of came true, so I can't really doubt that. But And the Tiger Kit thing is also correct. But I still don't think the whole thing's right. And I just don't like Goose Feather. Ooh, so now we are on to Fire Star. So we've got... Like... A fluffy ginger tom with like kind of tabby markings and like greeny yellow eyes. And he, I like this, but his eyes kind of match the backdrop. And it's only like his head. Um, and his mouth is open, so he's either like meowing or hissing. Yeah. So. Firestar, this brave, big-hearted ThunderClan leader started a life. Actually, this is pretty short for Firestar. This page. I was expecting more. This brave, big-hearted ThunderClan leader started life as a kitty pet named Rusty and lived with housefolk for his first six moons. He inherited his father Jake's fascination with what lay beyond the two-leg nests in the woods where wild cats were rumoured to live. A chance encounter with a ThunderClan apprentice named Grey Paul led to an introduction to Blue Star, who saw in the young kitty pet's flame-coloured pelt echoes of a recent prophecy, Fire Alone Will Save the Clan. Renamed Firepaw, then Fireheart, the young ginger cat trained hard to become one of ThunderClan's most trusted warriors and later Blue Star's deputy. But his path was darkened by feud with Tigerstar, the former deputy who was driven out of the clan when Fireheart uncovered his plot to kill Bluestar. Fireport's closest friends in the moons following his arrival were Greypaw, Ravenpaw, and a young medicine cat, Spotted Leaf. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't. Don't like Spotted Leaf. Don't like her at all. I love Greypaw and Ravenpaw, though. Not Spotted Leaf. I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about 
Spotted Leaf later when she comes up. After Spotted Leaf's death during a Shadow Clan raid, he grew, he, he grew closer to a feisty, russet-furred she-cat named Sandstorm, and soon after, Fireheart became leader and took on the name Firestar. She gave birth to his daughters, Leafkit and Squirrelkit. Firestar led ThunderClan during the great journey from the forest to the lake and helped to establish all four clans in their new homes. His untiring faith in StarClan gave him strength to fight against illnesses and drought, two-leg disturbances and border clashes. Except, except for one life lost to illness, he gave each of his nine lives for the sake of his clanmates. Most of all, his final life lost in the battle against the Dark Forest. A blaze of lightning marked the moment that Firestar joined his warrior ancestors. Ancestors not by blood, but by heritage honor <coughs> and tradition. Oh no, I didn't realize Spotted Leaf would come up so soon. I'm not going to like this. Spotted Leaf was the medicine cat in ThunderClan when Rusty the kitty pet, who would one day become Firestar, first arrived. She she saw in him the same qualities that Bluestar did. Courage, spirit, unwavering loyalty to doing the right thing. No, you didn't. You barely knew him. And he... You're so much older than him. It's weird. But Spotted Leaf also saw Rusty as a warm, sensitive cat who was not limited by his expectations of her role as a medicine cat, and he viewed her as more than anything else more than anything else as a friend. If things had been different, if Spotted Leaf had been a few moons younger, an apprentice warrior rather than a medicine cat, their relationship would have been become even closer. If that happened, I don't think I would like warrior cats as much as I do. Instead, Spotted Leaf died before she and Fireheart can find a way to express how they felt about each other. I'm sorry to every any Spotted Leaf fans out here, out there. I really am, but good. I don't like Spotted Leaf. And this left her frustrated and lonely in Starkland, missing the friend she had left behind. She refused to let go of the connection she had shared with Fireheart and walked in his dreams, as well as his kit's dreams. Creepy. And also made Leafpaw kind of dependent on her, which I do not like. Leafpaw was like, Spotted Leaf, you, you need to be there to save me. Because she saved her once or twice. I think it was once. But yeah, she just made Leafpaw dependent on her. And I don't like that at all. I just don't like Spotted, Leaf char Spotted Leaf's character. When, when Firestar left to rediscover SkyClan, Spotted Leaf knew she had lost him to Sandstorm. In her heart, she understood that the young She-Cat was a far better choice able to walk by side by side with Firestar, bear his kits, and share responsibility for the clan over the coming seasons. Spotted Leaf grieved for missed chances for a life that could have never been, but she watched over Firestar for her former clanmates as they moved to the lake and built new lives far from her forest home. In the final co confrontation with the Dark Forest, Spotted Leaf gave her life in the stars to save Sandstorm, one last gift to her beloved Firestar. Sorry, I forgot to describe the picture. 
this before I read this, so I'm describing it now. So we've got kind of like ferns around the edges of this little picture. And then it's just like spotted leaf from front on, kind of staring intensely. Um, and it's just like a black cat with some white markings, like kind of a white muzzle going up around past her, like over her head. And kind of like a, it's kind of like rosy cheeks, kind of like a little red line just under her eyes and yellow eyes. Ray Stripe and Millie. So we've got again some ferns and then Grey Stripe and Millie just peeking out from behind them. So Grey Stripe it's like dark grey cat with um like green eyes. And then Millie like a lighter grey cat with tabby markings and the same eyes as Grey Stripe. As an apprentice, Greypaw's boldness and bravery led him to be the first clan cat to approach Rusty the Kitty Pet, who went on to become Firestar. This boldness would lead him to, into trouble more than once, but it was the same courage and impulsive generosity that moved him and Fireheart to catch food for RiverClan when the river was poisoned and to travel far beyond the territories to rescue WindClan after they had been chased out by ShadowClan. Like Bluestar, Greystripe fell in love with a Riverclan cat, Silverstream, a daughter of Crooked Star. D- daughter, not our daughter, sorry. Silverstream died giving birth to Greystripe's kits, Stormkit and Featherkit. And when Thunderclan failed to treat these kits with the kindness that Greystripe hoped for, he took them back to their mother's clan. It tore him apart to leave his clan. And his best friend, Fireheart but he believed that RiverClan was the only place where they'd be truly welcomed. Stormkit and Featherpit, Featherkit thrived, eventually taking the warrior name Storm... Thrived? Sorry. Thrived? I'm, I mean, I guess it will touch on that when we get to Stormfur and Feathertail's profiles. But thrived? I wouldn't really say that's the right word what they went through yeah but we'll 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 touch on that when we get to their profiles probably because it was such an important thing that happened to them so i'd be very surprised if they didn't mention it but graystripe returned to thunderclan when he realized that his loyalties were not to his kit's clan but to his own when two legs began to destroy the forest to make way for a new thunderpath, they set traps for the cats in their way. Greystripe was captured while risking his life to three others, and was taken away to live with two legs. Although treated kindly, he never forgot he was a warrior and always yearned to find the clan he had lost. While imprisoned by two legs, he met a kitty pet named Millie who loved him enough to travel with him all the way to the lake where the clans had made new homes. Greystripe was welcomed but like a returning hero, because he was a returning hero. Grace Drive. 
but it was Millie's determination that got them out of to that place and her entire encouragement that helped Greystripe find his lost clanmates. Millie quickly learned to hunt for prey and fight as well as any warrior, but she refused to take a warrior name or be ashamed of where she had come from. Because of this, some cats always questioned her loyalty to the warrior code, though never with an earshot of Greystripe. I like both of these cats. I enjoy their personalities. And I think they're good cats and I don't think I have anything against them. Sandstorm. So we've got kind of a play on Sandstorm's name. Looks like she's on like a dune, like a sand dune. And just she's kind of crouching and she kind of blends in with the dune. So she's like light ginger cat and she's crouched down and she's like stalking a little mouse. When Rusty the kitty pet first joined ThunderClan, Sandpaw sided with fellow apprentice Dustpaw in tormenting him. But the former kitty pet, who would eventually come to be known as Firestar, soon made a very different impression on her. She began to appreciate his courage and loyalty to his adopted clan. He slowly came to realise how important she was to him. As was to him as well. And Samstorm's friendship and support were especially important to Firestar as he prepared for the battle against Blood Clan. Firestar was determined to save the forest from Scourge and had heard Starland's prophecy that he was the only one who could do so. But Sandstorm was the cat <clears throat> who made Firestar believe that he was doing the right thing by fighting the cats from Two Leg Place and that he would be able to defeat them. Sorry, Sandstorm was a proud and committed warrior and her courage equaled Firestar's on the journey to rebuild Stike, SkyClan in the Sandy Gorge far from the forest. Sandstorm took on the role of Medicine Cat to help the scattered clan mates and she matched Firestar blow for blow in the battle against the rats, even though she had only a single life to lose. She was an excellent mother to Squirrelflight and Leafpool and stood by her daughters when the truth came out about Lionblaze, Hollyleaf and Jayfeather. Sandstorm had a quick temper and a strong sense of what was right, which Firestar respected. Next to his deputies and medicine cats, Sandstorm was the cat he consulted most often before making any decisions for the clan. She spoke for the cats in ThunderClan who shied away from the traditional warrior lifestyle, in particular Daisy, who came from the horse place by the leg. Sandstorm de- defended Daisy's wish to stay in the nursery and help other queens instead of joining border patrols or hunting patrols. Sandstorm would have loved to have more kids, but she knew that Firestar had enough demand made on him by the rest of the clan. She shared his sense of responsibility to all of the cats who lived in the hollow and never wished that their lives could have been different. This is going to be a very long episode. How many things do we have left? the end of this oh wow we have a lot that's a lot lot. i mean this is gonna probably be the most 
there is because you know, the main clan throughout the series, most of the um, main characters are from Thunder Clan. Okay, we've got a lot to go, but we also got through a lot. So, I might do a few more and then we'll end it for today. So, here we've got Bright Heart and Cloud Tail, but the picture. For some reason, only has a bright heart, and she looks, she looks gorgeous. Now, bright heart's ravaged face. Oh, hang on. I need to describe the picture. Well, most people would know bright heart's story. She she went through a lot. So she's a white cat. And I think she's like snarling. She's got her mouth open. One of her eyes is like an amber color from what I can see. And she's just a white cat with like a very damaged ears. With rips and scars. And one of her eyes has kind of been a bit damaged and it's no longer there but she looks beautiful brightheart's ravaged face reminded every cat of the attack from tiger star's half-trained pack of dogs but brightheart only remembered when she saw her reflection in a pool of water so she avoided drinking from anything except fast-flowing streams oh another thing that i don't like about blue star is that she made Brightheart's name Lost Face originally, but then Firestar changed it, which I very much appreciate. But Brightheart only remembered when she saw her reflection in a pool of water, so she avoided drinking from anything except fast-flowing streams. She tried hard to forget the horror and pain of the mauling, and to ignore the flinches that came from strangers seeing her for the first time. Far from being treated like an invalid, Brightheart hunted and fought alongside her clanmates and spent time with every apprentice, training them in specialised battle skills to use if one of their own eyes were injured. She possessed the true beauty that comes from courage, loyalty and devotion, but she had no wish to see her own face. Happy, happily, despite her scars, Brightheart's life turned into everything she ever dreamed of. She and Cloudtail had two litters of kits, and their daughter Whitewing had her own kits. Dovwing and Ivypool, who played a critical part in saving the clans from the Dark Forest. Cloudtail never flinched from Brightheart's scars, but he knew how it felt to be different, not just because of his fluffy white pelt and the older warriors scorned for the way that the older warriors scorned for the way its brightness stood out to every piece of prey. Which doesn't really make sense to me because there's been a lot of white cats, including Brightheart. She's also white. Maybe his his just pelt was just extra bright because he was a kitty pet. He had fluffy pelt that was nicely groomed from his kitty pet owners before he got handed over to Thunderclan. And when he went back, <clears throat> Cloudtail was the son of Firestar's kitty pet sister, Princess. She gave him up to be raised as a ThunderClan warrior. As an apprentice, 
Cloudfall struggled at first. He even went back to the kitty pet life until Starclan and Fireheart gave him a second chance. Cloudtail made the long journey from the forest to the lake, helped establish his clan in a new home far from anything at they had known before, and risked his own life to save his clanmates from badges, storms, and illness, all without believing in Starclan. But he did believe in the battle between good and evil, and he fought as fiercely as any warrior against the cats of the Dark Forest. In the end, loyalty to the warrior code and to his clanmates mattered more than anything else. What cat is next? Yellowfang! So we've got Yellow Fang. She's a like a black cat with a fluffy pelt and her iconic face, similar to Crookshanks from the Harry Potter series. And she's holding a flower, which I presume is probably a herb, since she's a medicine cat. And so the flower cat is like purple. And she's got amber eyes and little flecks that sort of resemble embers. I think that's like a reference to how she passed away from the fire. And her ears are a bit scarred. But I really like this picture. It's against like um, an interesting backdrop. It's like how like a piece of paper looks after it's like a really really old piece of paper like a piece of parchment you know from like harry potter they write on old pieces of parchment yeah but yellow fang was the exiled shadow clan medicine cat discovered on an early solo patrol with firepaw who would one day become firestar his act of kindness in giving her a piece of fresh kill was punished by her by Blue Star, because he had broken the warrior code of feeding elders and kids from his own clan first. As a result, Firepaw was ordered to feed and feed and care for Yellowfang in her first moons in the clan, where she was viewed with suspicion because of ThunderClan's long rivalry with Bloodthirsty ShadowClan. In spite of Yellowfang's simmering anger at being treated like a prisoner, she formed a strong bond with the young kitty pet turned warrior, a connection that lasted beyond her death. Yellowfang was cranky, stubborn, and impatient, and the most loyal cat you can ever meet. Her whole life was a quest for loyalty, to ShadowClan, for her role as their medicine cat, to the sun that she bore in secret, and then to ThunderClan after her exile. Yellowfang's big- biggest mistake was her love for Raggedstar, leader of ShadowClan, despite knowing that medicine cats are forbidden from having mates or kids. When Yellowfang's bitter, neglected son, Brokenstar, became ShadowClan's leader and made the forest run red with the blood of kits too young to fight, Yellowfang's loyalty to what she knew to be right led to Brokenstar exiling her and forcing her across the border to ThunderClan. She blamed herself wholly for Brokenstar's brutality, and when he was finally defeated during a raid on the ThunderClan camp, she persuaded Bluestar to let him stay there, blind and captive. Just a few moons later, Yellowfang discovered that Broken Star had plotted with Tigerclaw and some rogues against the clan that had given him food and shelter. Racked with guilt, Yellowfang fed death berries to her own son. It's the only solution she could find with the problem she believed that she had caused. Her loyalty to Thunderclan was proven beyond all doubt when she did when she died saving her adopted clanmates from a fire that swept through their camp. 
fast heart grieved as he had lost his own mother. He did. Yellow Fang was like his, his stepmom. He's his mom. I'm sad that she died. I Yellow Fang was a good cat. I like Yellow Fang. I like her personality. I think that's where I'm going to stop for today because already this has been a very long episode. And I, I don't really want to go for too much longer than it's already have been. So I'll probably make a part two for this. So I'll, I hope you enjoyed. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Mm-hmm.